I-V-M. Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 85 of Shunya 1. Today, we have a really good episode with Chirag Kriplani. Unfortunately, I wasn't able to sit in on this episode, but she let's had a really interesting talk with Chirag about user experience design and the startup culture in a place like Jakarta. So let's get you on with it. So, hey, welcome to our show. Today, I'm doing this episode, of course, uh, without Amit. Uh, thanks for that intro. I am here with uh, our guest today. Hey, Chirag, how are you doing? Hey, I'm doing good. Thanks, Sheila. Thanks for finally making it over. Uh, I think uh, we've been talking about doing this for a while. And you are, of course, based in Jakarta. Yes. And uh, happen to be in Bombay today, which is great. Yeah. Uh, but you also have roots in uh, Pune and a whole bunch of places in Delhi. Correct. So... Uh, why don't you just give us a quick catch up on how you sort of started your life in Jakarta and now right. came and sure. you're back full circle and you're a founder of a fintech startup. Yes, that's correct. So I'm born and brought up in Jakarta. Um, then I came down to Pune for uh, studies. I actually went to boarding school uh, before I went to Pune and then Pune happened. I actually took up communication design and majoring in uh, user experience and uh, uh I was in Pune for quite some time, uh, even after I graduated, uh, worked with a US-based startup called Fab.com, was with them from the early days before they started and saw the scale mm -hmm. that they went on to about 800 people across different countries and uh, working closely with the CEO and uh, grew the team. Then All as a UX person, right? Uh, so. UX, uh, yeah, product design yeah. Uh, kind of a role was interesting because I was um, still in my early 20s and uh, started getting people reporting into me and, you know, what wow. are the challenges that happen. I got multiple uh, um, uh, promotions in, in the organization. So it was pretty cool. It was exciting. And then decided that I reached a peak in, in, in Fab.com and wanted to do one and more challenge. So I started my own startup at that time in Pune, uh -huh. and that's uh, that's the Pune story. Wow, interesting! And yeah. the the fact that you mentioned that you actually did a course in uh, in UX or in communication design, right? This must be fairly something which not so many folks did, especially in Pune or in India, for that matter. Right? Did, when did this course actually come about? So when you know we were given we were given an option that in communication design there are four streams. One was uh, graphic design, which is the basic, and then there is uh, fashion design and there's fashion communication, mm -hmm. and there was user experience design. I'm like, hey, that sounds interesting. That's something new for me to learn. I'm sure in the future there will be some use cases that will be helpful for you know my career. Mm -hmm. I think that's uh, that, that's picked up well in the in in uh, the U.S. market as well. Mm -hmm. uh, there's uh, people just doing user experience design, and I think. Uh, that's a course that I should go in for. So uh, I went, I opted in and uh, it was good. It's, uh, you know, and, and fairly two, three years after I graduated, the market picked up and everyone started uh, hiring and, you know, yeah. there was short of supply of user experience designers in, in the yeah. market in India, especially people understood that there is uh, beyond tech, there is quality in terms of uh, how interface should be, how language should be in terms of uh, a product and the journey, how to map the flows and, 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 and so on. So it was exciting, yeah. Yeah, and that's exactly that, right? People right. In, in the first wave of startups in India, I think, didn't even focus on design. Correct. Or UX for that matter. Right, right. But then the folks like fab.com, and we've actually had folks here who was also who were also part of those stories. Nice. Sort of first built that culture 
And right. then uh, I'm sure then tell us about the startup you did and how you sort of transitioned into yeah. this founder role uh, over time. Sure. So um, after I left Fab, I started my own startup. It was in Pune. I, um, you know, I, the money, it was out of my savings. And uh, I just wanted to learn. I said, hey, should I go for an MBA or should I start my own startup? So I said, like, you know, hey, let me start my own startup. This is my learning, uh, right. you know, my, my experience. So. I got a bunch of uh, five, six guys. I, I rented a space. In those days, there were no co-working space sort of, mm-hmm. uh, you know, concept. So we rented out a, like a one, two BHK type mm-hmm. place and, you know, got some tables and, and some chairs and started out. Learned a lot of things, you know, uh, in dealing with different side of uh, not just product and, and, and design, but it was beyond that. Then right. I think, I um, you know, that journey was... Uh, Difficult personally as well. I was uh, actually doing a long-distance relationship while running a startup. Wow! And uh, uh, my then girlfriend, now wife, uh, was in U.S., so it was a different time zone: morning for me, night for her, and and, and so forth. So it was challenging, but uh, yeah, drained my savings, but learned a lot. And uh, pretty much a year after running that startup, it was a, it was into um, you know more of uh, content discovery for food. Mm-hmm. Uh, in those days, and uh, then I got a suddenly I got a message from uh, Times Internet folks at Times Internet, which said that they're hiring uh, kind of a new uh, you know they hired a new CEO kind of uh, uh, individual who's coming in from SF, which is uh, Mithin Sampath, who's been in the show as well before. Right, right. And uh, he sort of reached out to me after a week later, and he said, "Hey, I want to come down to Pune and meet you." I'm like, okay, what's happening? And wow, like, Mithin doing the power move on yeah. day one. <laughs> yeah, it was, I think his first move right after, one week after shifting to Bombay, or yeah. shifting to India, sorry. Yeah. And uh, it was interesting, yeah. Awesome. So, and then, of course, uh, that was like an acquisition for you when you sort of moved into the TIL uh, portfolio. And yes, I think Times also at that time, Times Internet uh, was uh, in a transition phase where they were, uh, they you know, they were identifying how to transform to um, something bigger, larger, and have a, a good, good um, sort of uh, diversified portfolio. Diversified yeah. portfolio, and have a um, you know a, a brands that can actually reach out to the mass consumers. Right. Yeah. yeah. yeah the, I I think uh, we I would call it the unbundling of the TIL yeah, Time I, City sort of. Initial product, right? And Correct. I think overall, the world and India maybe specifically was going through that unbundling phase of right. classified lists going into individual brands and apps and so on. And you were and you were played uh, quite a few roles there uh, in uh, various again startups which got acquired uh, and rolled into TL, yeah. right? Yeah. So I was at Times in there for about uh, close to two and a half, three years, and it was an interesting journey as well. Uh, grew over there from uh, you know. They got me into head uh, the mobile for them mm-hmm. uh, for some of their products, which uh, um, mainly revolved around content and 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 post that became product head, which had uh, you know, I had about forty fifty people reporting and wow. uh, it was it was an interesting evolution for me also because I think you know if you if you look at product as such, there's no there's no such uh, you know university or courses that teaches you product management nope. and product management alone comes from you know, different backgrounds, whether that's, uh, you see most of tech, QA, and even uh, design, uh, you know, evolving themselves to become product managers. So uh, it's an interesting journey from how, uh, you know, I was a UX designer and I became a 
you know, I picked up product and and uh, uh, went into that domain, and yeah, that's that's helped me to where I am right now. And then, of course, you moved back to Jakarta. So tell us a little about. I mean, I think this is the first time someone's been on the show here who's actually operating out of and for a market which is not India. Yeah. Even though you still, like you said, have roots in Pune, you have a right. dev team there. Yeah. Uh, but your product is uh, actually for the Indonesian market. Right. And you, of course, have a connection as well because yeah. you lived there and grew yeah. up there. But how did that actually formulate and how? Did, yeah. what insight did you see to make so this So I think I was, I was in times and I had a good challenging role and, uh, you know, definitely... I was growing in the organization, but I I visited Jakarta uh, and I saw the market picked up. I saw uh, there was initial wave of internet uh, um, acquisitions happening in in those days. Uh, You know, bigger traditional businesses uh, buying internet companies at that point of time. And we we kind of, uh, you know, saw the first wave and... I said, "Hey, the market is now uh, opening up for. There are startups coming out. There were there was a there was a VC mixer that happened in Jakarta, and I think that I went I went for that. I met uh, a lot of founders, you know, spoke to them what they were doing, what uh, you know. It, it, it just gave me a good perspective, and I said, "Hey, the market is ready. I think the consumer base is large. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you see the population after, you know." Um, China, India, and uh, U.S. Indonesia is the uh, fourth largest market yeah. in terms of uh, population. I think consumer base is good, and if you look at Southeast Asia, it's actually um, you know Indonesia equals the rest of the uh, the market in Southeast Asia as well. So wow. I think it's uh, it's a large base, and you know the, I mean keeping the personal side, of course, my parents were there. I wanted to move back, but uh, I said, hey, this is this is interesting, and then. That's um, another founder who's uh, running a furniture uh, commerce startup. He introduced me to my co-founder, who uh, you know, uh, who now is uh, we're we're on to building IOPOP together. Nice. And what is IOPOP? And what do you do sure. at IOPOP? IOPOP is a bill payment app, similar like the early days of how India had its uh, you know people starting to pay bills online, mobile applications. So that's what we do. Yeah, and. Uh, it's picked up well so far. We've been three years in in uh, uh, running this, and uh, currently, what I, what do I do? I am actually I handle operations, product, uh, and overlook the tech. So that's what uh, I do. We're we're about close to 100 people in in the entire uh, IOPOP. So we have 30 30 folks in uh, in Pune, which is the dev team, tech team, wow. and uh, uh, the rest of the guys in Jakarta. So how come Pune? Uh, <laughs> again, a personal connection or? Yeah, I think I think you know I knew some some uh, some guys I knew. Um, we had a good connection. I have I have a good connection with Pune, and I had a a friend who's a techie as well, who um, you know currently is our CTO, and he's uh, we built around him. So um, you know we got him, and he got few folks. So I think that was a starting point. Uh, I think we've seen uh, different involvement in terms of hiring as well. So the first few is through connections, then the second wave was through referral. And third wave is uh, by hiring an HR to get the, <laughs> the yeah that's that's uh, how we built around. Awesome, and yeah. of course I actually want to know what the name means because I, I don't think yeah I don't think I have uh, ever found that out. Yeah, so I think it's uh, we just coined a word which is IO means come and uh, pop is just a pop word. So we really? we didn't we didn't you know um, you know I believe it's uh, we it can be as generic that tomorrow if uh, in in the early days if 
things didn't work out, probably we could, uh, you know, oh, <laughs> switch you to could, something else. And you know, the product yeah, idea could change. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we always believe in just keeping it very generic. Yeah. Awesome. Going down uh, a little bit more on this specific path you chose, right? Of yeah. course, uh, you said as a founder, uh, of course, being a UX or product first person maybe gave you a little bit of perspective on, you know, how, how product should be made, whatever the product is, whatever right. the domain is. And you said you obviously looked at the market and you saw Indonesia is growing as a base and uh, market overall. Right. Why choose this fintech thing? I mean, you're not a fintech, you're not a finance background person. Right. You're not, I don't think your co-founders are. My so, co-founders uh, from, uh, was, uh, it was at Lazada, which is uh, now e-commerce. part of uh, e-commerce, uh, yeah. which is uh, one of the biggest uh, e-commerce in, in Indonesia and Southeast Asia. It's now acquired by Alibaba. So, uh, yeah, different backgrounds. Uh I think uh, what, what, what is interesting is that, um, you know, when I shifted back, I had uh, the challenge of, um, you know, I, I went to my mom then and I said, hey, now, you know, I'm here. Let me take care of the household bills and all of it. Mm-hmm. And uh, when I went through the journey of uh, paying different bills, different due dates, subscriber IDs, which I don't remember, and the pay- payments is still very broken in, in the market. So I identified, hey, that, and we played around with multiple ideas at that time. I said, you know, hey, I found a co-founder, but let's figure out what we can do. And there's no like, you know, it doesn't mean that I don't come or we don't come from different that background that we can't do it. I think we just need to find the right challenge and what excites us. And, and there was a gap in the market. I felt like, you know, we did a research behind how big the market opportunity is. Uh, and uh, we said, yeah, hey, this this is something that we can go for. Interesting. Yeah. And at this stage, right, uh, Indonesia is or was, like you said, already half the market of Southeast Asia, right? Right. And generally, uh, the perspective which most, I'm guessing, Indian listeners also have is, that uh, they're a little more evolved than India, per se, mm-hmm. from a from a market point of view, right? I mean, there are more, the internet came first there, before us, or am I, or am I wrong? Like, I actually want to understand what the reality of Indonesia is, Indonesia is also. Yeah, sure. So I think uh, from, a, from a consumer perspective, they're more mobile savvy. Mm-hmm. So they spend a lot more time on uh, social media and, 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 and uh, the number of apps that they download is, is pretty, uh, you know, eight to nine apps in, in average. So I think it's, uh, you know, they're very, um, uh, they're very out there. They want to experiment. They want to try out stuff. So that's the the challenge in, in uh, uh, and uh, the good side is in Indonesia, we have only one script. So it's like, you know, in, in India, you have different languages, scripts, languages and, and scripts and, right. and, and so forth. So I think in Indonesia, that's that's a, a plus point that, mm-hmm. that we don't have uh, that side. And mm-hmm. uh, um, the the payment systems are very different over there. The, the, the way that people pay, largely people are still driven by ATM machines in terms of transferring. And, and uh, we, we saw that as an opportunity of how can we bring that uh, you know, towards mm-hmm. the mobile side. Mm-hmm. But yeah. uh, but coming back to the fact that they are a more mobile savvy audience, yeah. more and they were hence more mobile savvy before India was. But in a way, India had all these solutions which are which you are now building, and right. obviously now there's a lot of competition too. Correct. Uh, but India probably had this this stuff before, right? Did it? Yeah. No. So India is. Uh, I mean, uh, from a from a from a startup perspective, from a tech perspective, I think India is slightly more evolved. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, we already, um, you know, saw, uh, you know, the the wave of uh, of payments in India much before. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the gap still uh, exists in Indonesia, and that's uh, that's what we saw. Interesting. And yeah. now, in the three years that you've been building, uh, of course, there's competitors. There's, right. uh, in fact, you're a fintech, so you actually yeah. have to deal with even regulation and yes, uh, you know so much of control the mm. government will want over how you operate. Mm. How has that? Uh, been i mean sure. did you did you know that going in <laughs> i think uh, we we definitely had a sense because it's uh, it's uh, you know we we're, we're holding uh, you know uh, money from from uh, customer base which is uh, you know the am janta so it's yeah. it's uh, very um it's uh, it's scary because it's a 24 hours operations as well as uh, you know it's uh, definitely going to be regulated but the you know what's what's nice and interesting is that the indonesian regulators are very supportive they've actually been uh, out there to understand what startups want and how can they um, you know help of course they have certain restrictions from their side as well uh, they want their data to be uh, kept in indonesia uh, and 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 uh, certain challenges in terms of fintech, certain licenses that we need to obtain, right. uh, to and, and permits to work around. So, I think that has been uh, something that's come into picture. But nice. And as the audience has grown and as the base has grown, of course, there's more. I'm sure around you, there's a lot of innovation happening. Uh, what kind of innovative things have you been doing to sort of differentiate? Uh, so I think we've started to understand our audience a little more uh, better. And uh, what's uh, interesting is for us, it's, it's coming from the rural of Indonesia. It's uh, people who are getting exposure to, um, you know, first time doing transaction online. And uh, I mean, I pick up the call sometimes myself and call our users and ask, hey, you know, where are you and what 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 made you download and uh, what made you use this trans uh, you know transact on our on right. iopop and it's interesting some good insights on uh, in in terms of their behavior and and that has helped us to uh, you know uh, shape up the product as well and indonesia rural indonesia is actually a very different thing than rural india right india is still this large sort of big landmass and like you said we have our own Thing, a distribution of languages and cultures. Right. You have maybe one large culture and language, but you're literally fragmented in thousands of islands. Correct. Yeah. So that's that's more of a challenge in terms of if you're doing e-commerce or logistics. It's it's right. still uh, it's very difficult to reach, uh, and that's where I say that you know if you're doing um, e-commerce. Uh, it takes days for a product from Jakarta to reach uh, the uh, the end yeah. end you know yeah. end point. And uh, for us, with uh, being an app which uh, people can do transaction from anywhere, right. people have to pay the bills. So right. b- bills is something that uh, you know Indonesian have to pay at least five to six bills a month. And uh, right. and currently the the use case is that they walk to a convenience store or. Uh, uh, you know, physical point of uh, payment, and uh, that's where they pay. And uh, the, uh, you know, what's interesting is uh, different than India. Their electricity is being made prepaid, so you have to pay first, and then oh. you know, recharge your electricity. The government is smart because they didn't have you know the collections were getting uh, becoming a bottleneck, so they made it prepaid. Wow! So if in the middle of the night, if your electricity shuts down, so uh, you know you you have to walk or uh, take a bike and go you know, a couple of uh, meters or kilometers away to buy, uh, you know, your recharge. And that's a problem. And I think that's... Uh, and instead, you can just open IOPOP. You and can open IOPOP and do it 
uh, any time twenty four seven. It's uh, you know that that's amazing. So. That's actually very interesting. And again, this is something we have seen, but of course with mobile recharge, right? We Correct. saw we saw so many companies innovate and sort of right. expand on that. Very interesting. I'm gonna take a quick break. Come back and talk a little more about all these things. Hey, welcome back, guys. Talking a little more about your approach and what you're doing specifically different with uh, right. IOPOP. Like you were just explaining how it's yeah. essentially a place for people to just, it's so much more convenience, right? Yeah. But going a little deeper, what's your what's your unique take on the approach you have? Yeah, I think what we've identified is that, um, you know, every merchant who they also have, they have to collect money from their, uh, you know, subscriber base. And what we're doing is we're going to them and saying, hey, you know, uh, look at us as your collection partner, online collection partner, and uh, they do have marketing spends. What we're saying that you know, hey, allocate your marketing spend to us, and we'll make sure that your, uh, your you know, your collections is much faster, much easier. We send the reminders on behalf of you, and 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 so on. So I think that has picked up really well. Uh, we've seen uh, even from uh, state-owned government, uh, you know, uh, organizations that needs to collect. Uh, you know, money faster in terms of there's a there's a private insurer there's a there's a mandatory government insurance mm-hmm. uh, which is rolled out to the across Indonesia. These guys have enough uh, you know subscribers, and what we need to do is how to work closely with them and target them and and uh, you know convert them into IROPOP users. So you're saying you're actually doing marketing also for your merchants, the B2B folks, in a way. In a way. So what we have changed are, like, I mean, the first two years we were going, hey, let's uh, target, you know, customers and consumers directly. But in, uh, you know, in this year what we're doing is, hey, let's work closer with our, uh, you know, our merchants who are already there, which are already, you know, we... Uh, we have a large number of, uh, in terms of assortment, we're pretty, uh, we're, we have a complete assortment in, in Indonesia in terms of collecting the bills, right, from mm-hmm. uh, insurance to, you know, uh, TV to internet bills to whatever bills that, that exist. So we're going to those uh, merchants and we're saying, you know, hey, look at us uh, as, as your partner and how can we actually work closely, understand your KPIs and how can we actually make uh, you know that work to uh, to uh, you know to collect faster and better right because if you think about it all there everyone who's paying a bill in this case yeah. uh, through iopop is already a user of these services or these companies correct and they also have you know uh, they have uh, a pool which pays late or there's uh, people who you know um, sort of kind of go lost and uh, you know they are subscribers but they haven't paid for a long time period of time so you know like traditional collection business similar yeah. like that we've just taken the approach online and we're saying like you know hey look at us at that we'll send the reminders we would you know we know some data sets that you know the user uh, you know the behavior and how can we uh, and maybe he pays this and he can turn to become a new subscriber for you so we're, we're kind of you know approaching it a little differently in terms of bill payments that's interesting so you're actually using a lot of so again you're using data you're using all the tech available to you to sort of yeah. solve this better. And that's yeah. essentially what the startup is about or any yeah. startup is about. But it's interesting you say this because you have in this domain of bill payments in general, you have this captive audience of all the subscriber bases of all the merchant partners that you Correct. have. So potentially it's that many users you could get. Absolutely. And I think right? we we're looking at how... Can we tap into the, those guys which yeah. already exist and uh, just help the merchants to 
you know, get, so, get their money you faster. Don't you face uh, pushback from, let's say, the merchants who want people to sort of recharge on their own site? Or is their site that bad? Or uh, just not No, I think, uniform. you know, within those, uh, you know, they have different departments and different KPIs for different, uh, right. you know, things. So I think the... They, you know, everyone is having go digital uh, motto in the whole country. Right. They love working closely with fintech. They need to. There is a mandate by the government as well, which is pushing really, really well. As I, you know, thank, uh, thank you to the government and uh, you know the initiatives that they they've been taking. So I think, yeah, that's uh, that's a little bit of uh, where. Okay, okay. Because I think I've seen this or we've heard this in uh, the let's say the any any aggregator sort of business, right? Mm. If you're a hotel aggregator or if you're a, a airline aggregator and so on. Uh, obviously, it's a great business to be in, but it's also that the individual brands always try to sort of get people to buy from them direct, right? right? right. It's, it's sort of an emerging story. Yeah, yeah. Probably much later than after mm. the aggregator. Uh, is well established, but yeah, I mean, do you see that? No, I as think a you know threat? we we look at uh, we look at our uh, vendor partners or uh, merchant partners. They uh, they don't have the tech capabilities. That right. They don't have the speed that we can go for. Um, you know, we take that as an advantage and we say, hey, we can do much more with data. We can do much more with tech. We can you know uh, look at us as a as a partner rather than you know. Uh, so they and. Indonesia is, is very relationship built, right? You, I mean, yeah. Sheila, you know, you know yeah. about it. You've been visiting a couple of times now, yeah. so I think it's, it's very relationship uh, based. It's uh, that's one of the difference uh, between India and Indonesia. I think in Indonesia you can eat and dine even with uh, you know, like we do. We we do meet uh, you know the government folks. We meet the, the state-owned CEOs and directors and and so forth. It's much more accessible than than it is in India. India is wow. uh, more challenging. So I think. And that's that's a key advantage in Indonesia, definitely. Very, very interesting. So, as a market, right, going back to uh, Indonesia itself being such a large and -and up-and-coming market, and I know a lot of Indian companies are looking to go there, or, uh, in fact, just like you, there are Indonesian companies who have back offices here. Yes. From a tech hiring perspective, do you see that as a challenge there like how's the skill set of tech there or is it just is it more consumer based i mean that's of course there but what about the founders and startups themselves no i think you know indonesia has some good technology you know uh, tech guys as well there's institutes which are um you know um, uh, graduating couple of tech guys mm-hmm. the only thing is a number of startups that uh, the demand is higher than the supply at this point ah. in time so i think um, whoever's there, they get poached very easily, uh-huh. or they sh- jump, you know, jobs and switch uh, places, uh, and and also because of that thing, the salaries have increased of and course. so forth. But I mean, quality-wise, I feel like you know, um, uh, it's pretty much the same at par. Um, and uh, I think every startup that has, uh, uh, whether that's us or uh, whether that's the rest of the guys who have offices in India. Um, we have two teams, so we have the India team and the you know a little mm-hmm. uh, a small tech team in Jakarta as well, supporting each other. So I think that's how they work. 
Yeah, and th- I'm, why I'm saying is because maybe India sort of had a little bit of advantage because we were always the the offshoring uh, yes. country, right? That's we great. always build a tech, right. techie base anyway. Yes. Now those guys join startups instead of the <laughs> of the MNCs. In, yeah, 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 exactly, right? Yeah. Uh, so we had that, whereas right. uh, Indonesia probably didn't sort of uh, have that. No, they don't. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, so I think now the younger generation who are graduating and all they're directly to the startups. They're like. Hey, I want jobs, startups, and Correct. they're very excited to. to Correct, you know, yeah. and also uh, coming back to actually the consumers, right? Mm. Uh, culturally, this is again something which I have seen uh, in my recent trips to Jakarta as well. Right. The market has uh, the, there's a there's a inclination for the consumer to actually spend more or spend for whatever they want, right? Right. Is there a is that a cultural thing you think which <laughs> yeah. is Opposite of what India Indians are save more. Yeah, no, Indians are very like you know, hey, uh, budget and saving, and let me keep it for uh, you know rainy days in the future, Correct. and, and Correct. you know, beti ka shadi, and you know, and all those things. So I think Indonesians are very different, very different in, on the on that side. They they live for today. They live to you know they live weekly. Wow. I, you know what they say is. Uh, Saturday night is the night before Sunday, so let's spend whatever we have and just be happy. <laughs> so that's that's the that's that's a little bit of their you know um, the way they live. Interesting. Yeah. So they they don't think about tomorrow. They, that, that's you know savings is something that's uh, not inculcated in 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 the right. consumers. In right. Mindset. And and see again, you have a undue advantage of sort of having both sides, right? You're Indian, born there, raised there, come back here, go back. So. Uh, how has it been seeing this uh, sort of dual? Uh, no, I think it's it's great. Both the markets are you know are uh, India is definitely a huge consumer base and and, uh-huh. and, uh, and I've seen the wave here and uh, I want to play home ground advantage because I'm born and brought up in in Jakarta and I think right. like you know uh, even in Indonesia we uh, you know there's very few Indonesians who uh, who take risk so I think. Um, you know, more Indonesians should uh, take mm. risk and become entrepreneurs. And apart and, from spending everything on Saturday. Apart from spending it, <laughs> you know, don't spend your VC money. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, that's. Uh, but would you ever take your product back here? You think Iopop could work in India or some version of it? Have you ever thought of that? I think definitely yes, but I mean it can work if we had to. But it's we've you know the the, the gap to market is is far away right now. I think there's there's enough players here who are doing stuff, and they've also evolved in in terms of what they're doing. And there is uh, you know the the UPI is here, which has right. changed the game. Right. Um, I think Indonesia is yet to see uh, you know something of that sort. So I think oh. the payments payment space is still uh, you know evolving. Mm-hmm. I think it's still very early days, even though there are um, even a couple of players in the payments side uh, in, in Indonesia here. Yeah. All right, and coming back to uh, your actual uh, team setup and how you've sort of maintained this back office Pune team, yeah. uh, which is also growing, right? You said Correct. it's a third of your company now. Yeah. What's your take on like again Pune versus uh, Bangalore? Maybe have you ever right. had? Yeah. The need to sort of branch out. How how is the tech scene in Pune? Because even I I have have very few techie friends in Pune who sure. actually don't. Uh, if they're listening, they don't show up on the for this show enough. <laughs> okay. <But laughs> no, so I think you know we uh, we sort of uh, 
So you know, we we found one person and we worked and around that person yeah. uh, in in. And they um, don't want to move. Basically. And they don't want to move. They're happy. And that's also a Pune trait. That, that, that's a Pune trick actually <laughs> to keep them also it's good retention. So I think the good side is uh, in Bangalore people get poached here left and right, and there's uh, you know really large number of startups there. Uh, I think the first uh, wave for us was to identify more. Uh, techies from Pune itself to start hiring and then we looked out to Bombay uh, because Bombay is still easier for people to move to Pune or right. uh, you know and, and then we started uh, looking at uh, Delhi and we have some uh, you know we have about uh, four guys in, in out of the 30 guys and uh, who have who've moved mm-hmm. from uh, Delhi to uh, Delhi NCR to to Pune and uh, uh, and I think Bangalore is the next one, but I think it's difficult to get Bangalore people to shift down to Pune because there's enough. Uh, and uh, I mean, of course, yeah. I think salary competence and other things are, are still very different. Yeah, I think of, so. Yeah, yeah. I think it's normalizing to a certain a certain yeah, extent. It, it is. It is. Uh, it's not crazy any. I mean, it's not going crazy year on year anymore. I think. Thank I think God. It's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was that was, that was uh, yeah a point yeah. where everyone was. Exactly yeah. right. Uh, and do you, do you see that happening back at Jakarta? Though? It is in actually Indonesia. in Indonesia right now with the tech scene. It is so yeah. it, it's it's inflated right now because yeah. of uh, you know. And you have some seriously big tech hiring folks even there, right? Correct, I mean, correct, all, all the big names of big uh, names, all the unicorns. Yeah, the four yeah. unicorns there, and they, four they, unicorns there yeah, actually. Yeah, yeah. Wow, I never thought so. But yeah, so I think India also just has about what ten, or do we even have ten? I'm not sure. Or maybe more. Uh, or maybe I don't more. Know. No, no idea. Yeah, but uh, let's see. But let's yeah, see. But Indonesia is picking up, so I think in uh, in a very short span of time, they uh, we've seen some really uh, you know huge awesome. growth. Awesome. Yeah. And in and around that Southeast Asian market, right? Uh, what's how? What's your take on the fact that like there are richer countries in that space? Let's say Singapore. Right. Let's say uh, I think Thailand as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, Economy-wise, they are maybe more powerful. Yeah. In a sense. Mm-hmm. But the action is in Indonesia. Yeah, it's, it's just population. Is it anything else? I think uh, you know uh, the fact that uh, um, you know four unicorns have grown out of Indonesia in in the region comparatively. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think says uh, huge uh, about the about the space and the market. Um, you know, if if you look at Singapore, I mean, something like B two B businesses would really. Uh, flourish well in, right. in in Singapore, but uh, in in terms of consumer base, I think the you know the, it's it's everyone from VCs to uh, uh, to um, yeah everyone's looking at Indonesia at this point in time. Wow, you want to do a shout out to what kind of folks uh, should join your team? Oh yeah, <laughs> thanks. Uh, yeah, I mean we're we're hiring for you know uh, different roles uh, from back end, front end, and. Uh, uh, even VP of Engineering, please. Oh, <laughs> so, wow. So, uh, yeah, we're uh, looking out. Please uh, do reach out. Uh, and how do folks get in touch with you or the team? Like, yeah. what's your deal? Are you on Twitter? Can you I'm, give I'm a shout? I'm on Twitter. It's uh, C Kirpalani, K-I-R-P-A-L-A-N-I. Yeah, that's right. my handle. You can reach out to me there or info at iopop.com, A-Y-O-P-O-P.com. So that's 
Easy. And you're already on our Slack channel. I'm already on your Slack channel, so yes, yeah. definitely can reach so, out on Slack channel of Shuni One as well. Absolutely. And for folks who don't know that yet, go to ivmpodcast.com slash Shuni One and uh, request an invite to join the Slack channel and we invite you right in. Thanks so much for doing this, Chirag. I mean, this was really great. I think we got some really cool stuff about, especially of what you're building uh, in Indonesia and the market there and uh, how you will keep uh, always have Pune and India as as another base uh, very interesting there we hope to keep hearing from uh, from what you guys are doing and uh, of course uh, how keep listening to the show as well and uh, do share what I, what you can with uh, all our listeners definitely thanks a lot for inviting me thanks uh, shila absolutely thank you cool.